Hello, everyone. This is Melinda Russell with Women's Motorsports Network. And tonight, my guest is Natasha. And we are going to talk about um, her and we're going to learn more about her and her racing career and how she got started. And so she just got home from work. So we're going to let her just... Oh, take a deep breath. There we go. And we, I've had a busy day too. And then we are going to find out all about you. So Natasha, why don't we start with, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, where you live. Are you married? Do you have children, dogs, you know, parents, whatever you want to share with us? Okay. Where to start? Um, well, I am in a town just South of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Um, I have a husband and a baby on the way who's due August 15th. So that's kind of exciting. It sort of put a damper on my race season, but yeah. still going out. We have our first race this coming weekend. So I'm excited to go out and cheer on my friends and everyone out there. Right. Um, I have a dog. Her name is Freya. She's a border collie. Lots of energy. Yeah. Hard to keep up with, but it's always fun playing with her. Yeah. Okay. And so I've been to Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, oh, believe you? it or not. Um, yes. Many years ago, let's see, probably in the early seventies. So I'm aging myself. I would have been in high school. My dad, my dad was a farmer and he belonged to an organization called the flying farmers. And it was a group of people from all over the United States and Canada who owned their own airplanes. And we went to a convention in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And so oh. that was, that would have been in maybe 1971 or 72, something like that. Well, it's it might've grown just a little bit since you then. Think? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's grown quite a bit since then, but at least I can say I've, I've been there for sure. Yeah. So um, tell me what you do. Do you work a job? I do. I'm a journeyman electrician. Um, I've been a journeyman for oh, seven years now. Okay. Um, previous to that, I did some telecom, so internet cabling, telephone cabling. And then okay. I got out of that and wanted to try some power. I was a little scared at first of doing the 120, yeah. but uh, my dad's an electrician. He owns his own company. And he wanted me to become an electrician real bad. And I was like, mm -mm. Elect yeah. elect uh, electrical, being electrocuted, not my thing. Scares like, you. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. I'm like, uh-huh, you could tell me that, whatever. Yeah. And I actually ended up getting electrocuted one day. I was like, oh, that's what it feels like? It's not that bad. Well, it must have been a, a light a light jolt. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, I've been shocked off a mag, and that hurts way more. Okay. All right. <laughs> So that's interesting. Your dad and and do you have brothers and sisters? I have one sister, one younger sister who's polar opposite from me. Okay. All right. Because, you know, um, he so you were the boy in the family who he wanted to take over the, the business. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, what do your coworkers think? Of, I know you're not racing this year because you're expecting a baby. But in the past, what do, what have your coworkers thought about you? driving a race car um some find it real cool and would ask me all the questions and would want to come out and watch us race me and dad race um others would be a little bit intimidated um they would have this little honda civic and it's 
leaking oil everywhere and they'd be embarrassed and not want to come over or something. It's like, eh, whatever. It gets yeah. you to point A and B. Right. Um, I get a mix of everything, really. Okay. All right. Do they ever come and watch you race? Yep. Um, yeah. So my dad is my boss and he also races. And he'll, we have a, a Wednesday night race here in Edmonton. We call it Hot August Night. And he'll usually tell, okay, boys, it's noon. Let's pack up, come out to the racetrack. We'll have some beers. We won't have beers, but yeah, they can have beers, hot dogs, hamburgers, and have a good well, night. That's nice. That's yeah. nice to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So now I get it. You're a journeyman with your dad's company. So I'm yeah. putting two and two together finally here. It <laughs> took me, it took me a minute though for, for that. So before we get into your race story, what do you like to do when you're not racing? nothing because <laughs> you don't have time <laughs> basically um between running with my dog because she is a border collie she needs all the exercise yeah um racing a funny car it we have shop nights wednesdays and sundays okay plus my nine to five normal job yeah okay yeah if i can just yeah. sit and watch a tv show <laughs> yeah exactly I, I know i i get that and sometimes you know, honestly, this time of year, there's nothing good on anyway. So we might as well be working on the race car for sure. Yeah. 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 So, so how did you get started in racing? You said your dad races. So I'm assuming that has a part of the story, but how old were you? Where did you start and, and get me up to speed what you're doing now? So as most daughters have it. Yeah. My dad was a racer way before I was born. I was born and then my sister was 22 months behind me. And when she was born, dad would bring me out to the racetrack and I would run around, play with all the other kids. I made friends with everybody out there. And then when I turned eight years old, dad got me my first junior dragster. Um, from there, it just exploded. Um, yeah. That was back in 99 when I got my license on my birthday. Okay. Um, raced juniors for eight years. I won four consecutive se season champions in the junior dragster class. Then we stepped up to the super pro back then it was I trace. So we call it the box class, uh, raced that for two years, ended up uh, placing third in my rookie year. Um, then dad got me a newer, more faster race car. And we raced our, at our local track here at uh, Edmonton. We have a class called Top Eliminator. Mm -hmm. Raced that for a few years. Um, did pretty good in that class. And then after, I don't know, we were racing for 15 years, 16 years. Dad finally said, I think it's time to, you know, put the brakes on it for a bit. Take a couple years off. And I'm like, I'm not ready to take a couple years off. I can't do that. And now yeah. I'm racing with uh, someone that I junior drag raced with. Okay. Um, they messaged me up and said, hey, we need some crew people. If you want to come crew and maybe get your license in a funny car, yeah, come on over. And I was like, yeah, get a license in a funny car. Why not? Right. So well, why don't you explain that just for a minute for, I mean, a lot of people that listen to us know what that means, but we have new people. So what does it take for you to get your license in the funny car? What do you have to do? It's basically the same throughout all classes. Um, you have to do six passes. So your first two 
are basically your launch passes. Just be able to launch and then coast down. Um, the next two are your intermediate half track passes. And you have to hit them within a certain time frame, depending on which class you're going for. Mm -hmm. And then your final two, your last six, um, that has to be a full pull. Okay. And for me, um, there isn't a blown alcohol class. So I fall under the advanced DT in NHRA. And I have to hit a 7.49 or quicker okay. to get my license. Okay. So have you gotten that yet? Or that's... Oh, yeah. I got yeah. that back in 2019. Yeah. That was in the past. Okay. Continue. Yeah. Where did you go from there? Uh, from there? Uh, well, so I got my license in September of 2019. And then everyone's favorite COVID hit. Yeah. And the tracks basically shut down. And um, with our funny car group that I race in, um, the International Bone Alcohol Association, um, we're more of a travel, put on a show for the fan type deal. So there was no fans, there was no show, there was no racing. We did some mm -hmm. testing, which was good for me, got my feet, because going from a dragster to a funny car, totally yeah. different, right? night and day. And so it was nice getting those test passes in, but we'd only do maybe three, six passes a year. Yeah. And then last year we finally got to go racing and that was absolutely amazing. Um, first, uh, first race was down in medicine hat and it's a, it's a good track, a little bumpier. Um, we've been trying to get 200 mile an hour for me. Mm -hmm. Didn't quite get it. We got 197. Oh, it's close. Yeah. The next race after that was Edmonton and that's a, one of the nicest tracks in Canada hands down and <laughs> go out and we were having some electrical issues. And again, that 197 was very upset about it. <laughs> and my shift light wasn't coming on at the proper time. So I was shif shifting too early or shifting too late. And so then fixed all that. And I'm like, I'm hitting it. I'm doing this. This is the 200 mile an hour pass. We ended up doing it. I pull off to the top end. My crew people come down. They're like, so what did you run? I was like, 200 and they're like 201 oh, and all good. started <laughs> that made me the second female in Canada to go 200 mile an hour in Canada really yeah wow I wouldn't have thought I mean I would have thought there'd have been more than you being the second no there's actually only been three life to what I know three licensed female funny car drivers really yeah, Sherry Bodnerchuk was the first, and she's the goat of funny car racing in my mind. Oh, she's great. Um, and then there was Courtney Majot. I actually helped crew on her funny car for a year or two. And that's how I met my husband, was through her team. Okay. And then me. Well, that's pretty exciting, absolutely. You know, yeah. you've got that to to brag about a little bit because that that's a big deal. I can't even imagine you know, 200. I met a gal who did um, exhibition uh, jet fuel car or something. I can't even remember now. They don't do it anymore. But um, yeah, she was in the like up in the upper 200s. And it was like, I just don't even understand how you can drive like that fast. It scares me to think about it, you know, but I think there's two things that I'd never do, and that's uh, the Nitro Harleys and a Jet Dragster. 
Yeah. Would never, ever drive one of those. Yeah. So I, I know a couple ladies that drive nitro Harleys. Yeah. Yeah. Here in the States. I watched there. them explode and that's ooh, scary. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have my motorcycle license, but yeah, I, I'll, I'll not do any of that kind of thing. So anyway, <laughs> so tell me what, now I know you're not racing this year, but let's pretend little, little boys not on the way. What would you have been racing? Like what class still a jet or a funny car? Is that what yep. you would be doing? Okay. Um, so my team, um, we're called twisted motorsports. We are three cars. We have the blown alcohol, funny car, the blown alcohol dragster. And then we have a two seater dragster where we'll invite fans down and come for a two or a 150 mile an hour pass. Now I would do that with somebody. It's a lot of fun and it's fun driving other people around because you could hear them clear as day screaming at the top of their lungs. <laughs> so I did a, I did one of those Richard Petty driving experiences with a driver um, before my son passed away. He actually drove um, and then he had paid for me to, to ride. <clears throat> and I don't know how fast we went. We, it was in the hundreds. But um, I basically sat with my arm on the, you know, and just was like, oh, this is nice. I could have easily gone, had the guy go faster. I was not scared at all. Oh, um, and how fast so did you get up to? I, I don't know. It was like 140, maybe. It wasn't oh, okay. like, you know, it wasn't like 180. I mean, you know, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm, I mean, it's fast, obviously, but I it didn't feel that fast out on the track. Yeah, for him. sure. Yeah. But I yeah. bet going around the banks, that would be cool. That's one thing I've never fun. experienced. It was in Florida. Yeah. No, it was, it was fun. And, and yeah, I, I enjoyed it and I'm glad I got to do it for sure. So is Edmonton, would you consider that your hometown track? Yeah. Yeah. And then do you travel like with a series or do you basically race at your hometown track? Um, so like I said, um, the group that I race in the IDAA, um, mm -hmm. we just, we send out to all the tracks around, Hey, this is who we are. If you want to hire us, yeah. we put on a show. We'll put on a, if you want only four funny cars, if you want eight cars, 12 cars, whatever you tell us what you want. Um, we can okay. make a package work, a price work yeah, and we'll come out and do. So I've been to anywhere from. Mission BC to Gimli, Manitoba. Um, which year was that? I think it was 2017. We went out to Bowling Green, Kentucky for their heritage race. Yeah. Um, we've been down to Bakersfield, California. We've been to um, Yellowstone, Montana. Okay. Yeah. So you've been, you've been quite, so you, it's, it's more basically wherever somebody wants you to come that's what you try to you try to go yeah yep. so what does your car look like what color is it does it have a number since you're an exhibition um you know how'd you choose your number um so your number is basically given to you from licensing yeah um my number is 6095 and i've used that from the day that i started juniors to now um the car is a 1969 camaro rs it's really pretty orange um yeah it has the white stripes on it it's it's really pretty yeah yeah and i i like that it's a different color you know than, yeah 
it's not red black. or black. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I like that it's that it's orange. So what's been your most memorable moment so far in your career? So now it could be something you've won. It could be something that happened at the racetrack that you'll just never forget. What would it be? I I'd say all the firsts are like my top memorable. My first Wally or Ironman, my first championship in any class, mm -hmm. the first time I hit 200 mile an hour in a funny yeah. car. Yeah. Those are all my highlights. And I like the highlight is actually for me um, when I turn off on the top end, seeing my team come down, whether it was my dad at the time or now my crew. And yeah. they're all just fist pumping. And yeah. That's the biggest win for me. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that makes it so much more real that it's not just you going down the track. There's a lot of people invested in you. And I don't mean monetarily. I mean, invested in time and emotion and, and just all those things, you know, they're really invested in you doing the best you can do and they feel a part of it. And, yep. and that's fun to see them running down there to congratulate you. Well, and yeah, like I mentioned, this team that I'm with right now, I grew up with, so it's me and a guy named Cody who co-drive this funny car. Whenever he can't make it, I'll drive. Whenever I can't make it, he'll drive. Um, so growing up with him, I've known him for almost 20 years now. Yeah. Yeah. So it, lifelong friends. Lifelong. Right. Absolutely. So and that's what the racing community is all about is lifelong friends. Isn't that the truth? And you can meet people so many different ways and they become family. They just totally, you know, we talk about that on, on here when we interview people, you know, we, the women's motorsports network is a family. And once I interview you and get to know you, and then I really follow you more, more because I've met you, then you really feel like you've become family. And then Someday I'm going to be at a racetrack and you're going to be racing and I'm going to finally meet you face to face. And, and those nice. things are important. And those are way more important to me than how you do on the track. It's all about yeah. the people. For sure. And yeah. I've made friends. Like I still talk with um, a girl named Janine. Uh, we met in BC. So a province away and it's just over the border for her. We still talk to this day and we've met back in 2004 in the junior dragsters. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So um, how about the people that help you with the car? Do you want, you want to give them a shout out or. Oh yeah. For sure, my okay. The list we got. Uh, Colin is our uh, car chief. He works on all three cars, makes them go down within the thousands of a second. Um. Then there's Craig Anstead. He is the owner of the funny car and the team. Um, we got Steve Borden. We got Ben Crudis. We got Gene Warwa, Keith Makarowski, Kim Dunn. We got Lance Turek, my husband. Got a mm -hmm. shout out to him. <laughs> uh, we got Brenda. We got Lori. We got Wyatt. And we got a new guy, Daryl. That's a lot of people. Well, I mean, three cars, though. It probably three takes cars, a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. Yeah. We try, so and get three, sorry, we try and get three people with the funny car, and that's a minimum. 
two people with the dragster and then whoever okay. we can just throw on with the two seater. <laughs> okay. So your husband, you said you met him involved in racing. Does he still race? What did he do? How did you, what, what did he do in racing where you guys met? So the year that my dad said, I'm taking a break, we're going to sell the race cars and everything. Um, friend of mine through the junior dragsters, she stepped up Courtney Majot. She went into the funny car and she's like, we need crew. You want to come help? I don't care if you just sit there. If you want a land shark, whatever. I just, I need people to help. I was like, okay, sure. It's a little bit different, but I like different go out there. And he was, it was a father daughter team. The daughter raced blown alcohol. The father raced nitro nostalgia, funny car. Um, I was like, eh, nitro is way too much work. I'm going to do the blown alcohol. It's a little bit simpler. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Easier for me. Um, my husband was working on the dad's team and I was working on the daughter's team. And we traveled across Canada and we dipped into the States and the rest is history. Yeah. The rest <laughs> is history, as they say. That's awesome. So what about marketing partners then? Do you do you have to find partners or the car owner or how does that work with what you're doing? Yeah. So the car owner, he, both of them, the car, uh, car chief and the owner, they both have their own companies and they obviously invest a lot into the cars. Um, we do have other sponsors as well. Um, so bridge is the owner and then call Mac call Mac is, uh, the car chief. We have, uh, fully promoted, that's one of our crew guys. We have Steve Diesel Repair. We have Lesco Distributors. We have Lord Co. Parts. And I think that is it. Okay. So yeah. you do have marketing partners. And, and then in addition to when you go to do the exhibitions, I'm assuming they, like if they, char they charge the track, then that goes somewhat back to the drivers because your cost it's costing fuel and travel and everything. Is that it right? It goes all back to the team, to the cars. Yeah. yeah. Cause the methanol that the cars run on, that's expensive. Right. We have to every, after every race, basically we have to do an oil change yeah. on the cars. So yeah. That's expensive. Right. Right. So, but that, you know, I like, I like that idea cause you don't hear about that very often. Um, the exhibition part of it, but I like that because it, it takes the stress kind of out of winning, if you will. And yet it's such a fun thing to do. And I would imagine you get to interact with the fans quite a bit. Oh yeah. And it's great. I am a competitive person. I brought, was brought up in the bracket racing, so it's in my nature to be competitive and everyone that I race with in this exhibition class, we all grew up actually doing the junior dragsters together. So I'll go up and I'll be like, hey, I'll bet you that I can kick your butt on the tree or I'll okay. cross the finish line first or yeah. we make our own little competition. Yeah. But Okay. Well, that makes it a little more fun too, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's all for fun. <laughs> so, you know, we don't always have a good day at the track. So when you have a bad day, um, how do you handle that? What's your coping mechanism? Everyone knows for me. Leave me in the trailer for five minutes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Cool down. Get my suit off. <laughs> Excuse me. And my dad instilled that you have from the time you hit from the top end of the racetrack to when you get back to the uh, trailer to calm down. Get all that anger, all that frustration out 
And then when you leave the car, it's done. It's over. You're back to normal. Okay. So I've had that kind of put into me. And by the time I hit, I'm going to be a little bit angry still, but try and put on my smiley face. And yeah, because people are watching. Oh yeah. 100%. That's the thing, especially drag racing where the fans are right there, you know, they're watching. And so, um, you know, that's all part of the image that you, that you give out is, you know, something doesn't go well, then, and you're pouting and stomping around, you know, that doesn't make for people wanting to be a fan. And so, or sponsor um, you or be a part of your team. Exactly. So what's your very favorite part of being involved in motorsports or driving the car? The burnouts. Oh, I love burnouts. (laughs) If you follow me on TikTok, you know, burnouts are my number one. Yeah. Speed and is, doesn't hurt you. Is that a hard thing to learn to do? Mm, not really, not for me. Okay. Came natural. It came natural. Yeah. I've been okay. doing it for so long too, so Yeah. Since you were a little girl, really. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you have any kind of a fan experience that you'd like to share or that someone special that really follows you or Um, I had the cutest one last summer. We were down in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, and a little girl, after every pass, she'd come back to the pits and she would talk to me and that was such a good run. You did so good. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And at the end, we did three passes that day. And at the end, it was, it was later. It was like eight o'clock. She comes up and she's, her dad is like, she really wanted to get you something, but she didn't have anything to give you. So she really wants to give you these girl guy cookies. Oh. <laughs> like Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is the cutest. So she yeah. handed me the block of cookies. Oh, that was nice. But, yeah. you know, look at the, you, you just never know um, how you're influencing somebody. And, you yeah. know, luckily, you know, she came and, and spoke to you. Um, but, you know, there's probably a lot of little girls, especially who watch you run and who don't have a chance to come up and maybe talk to you who are like, she's really cool. I want to be like her. Yeah. And I remember going to, we went down to Pomona and me and my mother, I was featured in a four part documentary um, all about girl racers is called girl racers. Um, it had Danica Patrick's Milka Duno, me, another Edmonton racer. And they shipped me off to Pomona to go meet Shirley Muldowney. Oh, yeah. And that was a great meeting. And then I remember walking around the pits and seeing other female racers and whatever. And some of them would, like, look at you and just sit there. Yeah. And you just feel so dejected and just like, I just want a signature, please. Right, right. Yeah. So I try to make that my life. I always have a Sharpie with me. I see someone there standing there wanting one. Yeah. Yeah. That's good because, you know, that's, I mean, that's all part of it. And, and that's how you become the most popular driver is by interacting with the fans and making them feel welcome. Yeah. The fans make the race. If there's no fans, then what are you racing for? Exactly. So if somebody came, if a mom or a dad came up to you after the race and said, Hey, I've got a little girl. She wants to get started in racing. Is it a good sport for girls? How does she get started? What would you say? 
when I started back in 99, there was me and I believe four, maybe five other girls in the whole racing class, like juniors, pro, super pro, anything. Right. There wasn't that many. And now you go out to the track, just if you go to my local hometown track, over half of it is girls. Yes. Yes. You look at the junior dragsters. I'd say there's more girl racers than boy racers. I think so too. You yeah, know, I got a, I got a funny story about that. When I started uh, Women's Motorsports Network in 2017, I knew that, and it was late in the year, so the racing was pretty much done. But in 2018, my goal was to, you know, go to as many races as I could. And we have uh, US 131 Motorsports Park, which yep. is, excuse me, Martin, Michigan, probably about 30 minutes from me. Really nice facility. And so when I started this, I knew there were obviously women involved in motorsports, but um, really didn't have a clue how many, especially in drag racing, because I grew up around dirt, oval tracks and uh, asphalt. And here in here in, you know, my local Kalamazoo area, it's asphalt. And so I went to Martin. They were having a big, you know, big national race. I went to Martin. And first of all, the number of cars just blew me away and the number of little girls in junior dragsters. And you're right. I bet there were at least half were girls. And yeah. they're so, I mean, they're so cute. Not that the little boys aren't cute too, but those little girls in their little pink at stuff and whatever, you know. And I met quite a few of, of them that day. And I was really um, it, it like opened my eyes up to how big women in motorsports really is. And, and that's where, yeah, it's amazing. It's also because of people like you that, you well, know, promote you. the women in racing. Yeah. I mean, I try and, you know, it's, and it's, I always say, it's not that I don't care about the men, but if you pick up pretty much any magazine, 90% of it, and sometimes a hundred percent of it is all about the guys. And, no. and nothing against those magazines, but you can't tell me that there wasn't at least one woman involved in those types of racing, whatever it is, that they could have interviewed. And so yeah. I, I do interview a few men um, on like my special, my special interviews or whatever, um, you know, but it's mostly men who want to promote women in motorsports. But um you know, I, I just don't have any trouble finding women to, to promote in my magazine or on my podcast. So they're out there. They just were not getting the interviews yeah. and they weren't getting the recognition. And that's what I focus on. And it's it can be, you know, somebody famous and more times than not, it's people that you've never heard of, but they all have a good story. Yep. And, one, you know, I want them to tell their story. So I, I love what I do. That's amazing. So well, thank you. down, thank you down the road, you know, if you look back from 20, 30 years from now, when you decide that you're going to hang up the racing, what kind of impact would you like to have made on motorsports? Just getting one female girl racer out on the track. If I can just get one more uh, on the track, mm -hmm. that'd be my pat okay. on the back. Yeah, that's good. That's good because first of all, they're the future and 
if everybody that races just got one, you yeah. know, it, it, it'd be a, a good, ex, good experience for everybody. So let's talk about social media a little bit. That's how I find 99% of my people that I interview. Either somebody um, suggests them to me, I run across um, a track promoting someone that won or a race where women are, whatever it might be. So that's how, you know, I use it. And I also use it to connect and celebrate women in motorsports. How do you use social media to promote yourself, your team, get sponsors, that kind of thing? It's hard, especially up in Canada. It's really hard um, to promote and get sponsors via social media. Um, I just, I do, I post everything for fun. That's all. I'm here for fun. I race for fun. So like I said, I have TikTok and it's all about burnouts and how much I love burnouts. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, my Instagram is about how competitive I am and it pokes fun at me. <laughs> so that's basically all I do. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, but it's still getting your name out there. Yep. Through. Yeah, I've, I've had uh, people come up to me and, oh, I follow you on TikTok. Oh, I follow you on yeah. Instagram. It's like, oh, really? Yeah. What's your handle? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Add them yeah. back. And yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I, you know, social media can get a bad name and, and yeah, but I can't say that I've really had any issues uh, with that. And I find that it's very helpful for me to be able to follow and find women in motorsports because between Instagram and Facebook and um, TikTok some and Twitter, you know, you can pretty much find anybody oh, that yeah. if you're looking for them that races. And so that's how I find and, and celebrate the women that, um, or, you know, I also love when people send me a message and say, Hey, I got a name for you. You need to follow this gal. And those are great too. I, I love getting those. So one of the things that I like to do is I have uh, some some questions about your favorites. And and so these are just quick answers. And if you know you can't think of the answer, just say pass and we'll we'll move on. But this will really tell us a little bit more about you personally. So we're gonna find out about you. So what is <laughs> what's your favorite food or restaurant? Food would be pizza. Uh restaurant for pizza is anything pizza yeah pizza pizza i love pizza i could eat yeah. pizza almost every day yeah not the same not the no. same pizza hut or whatever but pizza of some kind i i could yeah. i could eat it too and and i don't do any dairy so my pizza has no cheese okay That'd and be people hard are like me. really yeah, pizza that would be hard for me. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I and I tell you, when you get used to eating it that way, it's a, it's actually really good. So that's that's probably my favorite. That and uh, chicken. I'm a big chicken eater. So, chicken. what about racetrack food? What's your favorite? Oh, well, the mini donuts are always good. Oh yeah, we don't have those here. <laughs> you have to um, go to the fair to get those. Well, because anytime I race is the big races here yeah so that's when they bring in the extra food trucks and right. whatever so right you can get the special lemonades or the snow yeah. cones <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that sounds good i love those little donuts and they're they're hot and oh yeah. yeah they melt your mouth 
Favorite color? Pink. Favorite animal? Dog. What's your favorite vacation destination that you've been to or what's on your bucket list where you want to go? Um, Mexico is one of my top ones that okay. I've been to. Um, one that I would like to go to. Somewhere where that water is like crystal blue, like Bora Bora with the huts on the water. We looked at that for our honeymoon, but holy, it's so expensive. You could buy yeah. a race car. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Race car, honeymoon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and being in a racing family, you know where our priorities went. Yeah, exactly. So favorite candy or snack? Is ice cream considered a candy? Sure. sure. That's sure, a ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> and your favorite racetrack? Favorite racetrack? I... Favorite racetrack that I've personally raced at, let's go like with that, that'd be Vegas. Oh yeah. Um one Is that there I've one been... that you'd like to go to that you haven't gotten to race at yet? <sighs> I would really like to go to Florida for their World Series of Pro Mod. That mm -hmm. looked real cool. Yeah, I bet that is real cool. Yeah. For sure. Favorite movie, actor, or actress? My favorite actor would probably be Gerard Butler. My husband already knows that, you know, I would leave. If he came up to me and said, Natasha, you are my woman, I would leave my husband for, for <laughs> Gerard Butler. He already knows. He already knows. Okay. Uh, favorite movie? I don't know. It's weird, but anything with Will Ferrell. I like Anchorman. Okay. I like Aladdin Nights. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. How about your favorite musician or song? You would not be able to keep up with my music selection. It goes from country to heavy metal to classical. <laughs> so you like it all. Oh, I, I like it all. It all depends on my mood. If I'm angry, it's usually the heavy metal. If I'm just in a good mood, it'll be the country. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I love country music. That's be my top one. So yeah. Favorite sports team outside of racing. I don't watch a lot of okay. sports. You can pass on that. <laughs> if you uh, I, I'll say the Edmonton Oilers just because I would, <laughs> that was just what was going through my head. I was going to be like, how about the Edmonton Oilers? I at least know, know that name. A pro, do you have a favorite professional race car driver? Growing up, it was always Shirley Muldowney. Yeah. Um, right now, Clay Milliken is one of the top. He's um, pretty good. He I like him. He is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Favorite holiday? Halloween. Favorite TV or streaming show? Ah. Uh... Do YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Right now we're watching um, The Shake and Bake with Lyle Barnett. Okay. I've heard of that. Party Anders. I've heard that's, of that. <laughs> that's a good podcast to watch. Okay. <laughs> Favorite thing to celebrate? Uh, making it down the track. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Safely. Safely. And lastly, Favorite toy when you were a child, cars or dolls? 
cars. Cars. That's probably the 90% answer that I get for sure. Yeah. And the other answer would be Barbie, but she was always in her Corvette. Yeah. In that pink little beetle. Yeah. Yeah. That too. <laughs> so Natasha, is there anything that I haven't talked to you about or asked you that we should have discussed? No, you kind of nailed everything right on the head. Sponsors, my team. I've done a few of these. Maybe one or two. Maybe one or two. Hundred. <laughs> two hundred and I think you're you're probably in the two forty something range. Well, you have done yeah. a couple of them. A couple of them. So well, you know what? I have really enjoyed talking to you. Your smile, your face just <laughs> makes me happy to oh, to okay. follow you. Um you you have a great laugh and I can tell that you really love motorsports, but more than that, it's just, it's really fun for you to do it. It's the friends that you make. It is. It really yeah. is. Yeah, for sure. So no racing for you this year. Little baby no. coming in a couple of months. Yeah. If I get to watch my friends do burnouts, that's always second best, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But you'll still be going to the track and you'll be supporting your friends and that. And so that's good. Is your husband still involved with anybody other than you? He just, I mean, do you have other friends that you like really go watch a lot or? Well, since I won't be driving, uh, since I won't be driving the co-driver of the car, he'll yeah. be driving. So we both will oh. be crewing on. Okay. All right. So we'll, our cars will still be out. Okay. It'll be hard for me watching our funny car go down and me not driving. <laughs> I know. You know, um, NASCAR, I follow NASCAR probably more than anything, but, you know, they've had some issues with drivers having issues and had to have somebody replace them driving. And they, and they always talk about how hard it is for those drivers to see somebody else driving that car. And I'd never really thought about that, but that probably is just like, you know, it's like your baby and somebody I have to else remind is myself doing that. Because I came into this team that was already existing. It already had a driver, but Cody was working lots of hours and wouldn't be able to make some. So he asked if I would co-drive. So I have to remind myself, like, I am the one that they brought in. It's not my car. Yeah. But I want to drive it. Right. Right. Absolutely. So next year you'll be back driving. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully you will. And we'll get to follow you again with that. But um, until then, how could we follow? Just stay in touch with your team, like on social media. What do you, what social media platforms do you use the most other than TikTok? And, and how could somebody follow you if they wanted to follow? Um, yeah. So I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram and on TikTok. Those are the three ones that I'm mostly okay. on. And is um, it your name? Yeah, the Natasha Tur Turek. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So follow you, follow you there. And is there anything else that you want to share before we say goodbye for the night? No, I just want to thank you for everything that you do and promote women in racing, whether it's roundy round, straight line, dirt, pavement. You do it all, and you do yeah. a very fair job of trying to hit all the different types. I of do. Room. I I really do because. There's, you know, there are types of racing that I've learned more about just by interviewing people. And so um, it can't just be the pavement roundy round, as you call it, My <laughs> because that's what's close by. 
I love, I love when you said rounding round, that makes me laugh, <laughs> but um, you know, there's, and I, some of the interesting like boat racing and just, there's just so many kinds that you just can't keep up. I can't keep up. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Natasha, yeah, it is growing by leaps and bounds. Thanks to you and me and everybody else out there that's bringing more women into the sport. So I just want to thank you for spending time with me tonight and being on the show. I really appreciate that. And if we can ever promote anything you're doing or share what you're doing, all you have to ever do is reach out. And, and that's sure. what we like to do. And so hopefully you have a good summer. You don't get too hot. I know I was pregnant in the summer. My son was born August 14th. We talked about that. And being pregnant in the summer is not the best fun. And especially if you're at the racetrack where it's hot. So um, hopefully you have good health this summer and, and a good experience with your baby boy. And then we'll talk to you again when you're back racing. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Have, have a good week. You too.